Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 13. Today's episode is a special episode. I've got a guest on the show today, and I'm so excited to share her with you. Her name is Kelly Largay, and she is a nutrition coach. A lot of her clients are runners, athletes, and she is in our community in our on Facebook, Train for a Half Marathon. And for a while there, I've been wanting to have her on the show because I have just been really intrigued about her content and what I see her doing. So I had a chance to sit down and chat with her. And what I want you to notice in our interview is I think it's so interesting when you discover your coach's journey to becoming a coach, because that kind of tells you why did they come into this journey themselves or what journey did they go through? And Kelly's is definitely, I mean, she's a poster child for what she coaches people herself. Notice when she talks about the two problems that she mostly sees in her clients, which are, believe it or not, under eating. Most people, I'm guessing, don't feel they're under eating necessarily, but that's actually what she sees, or yo-yo dieters. So tune in if you yourself are noticing any of these issues. The main reason I wanted to share her with you on this show is because mindset is such a big component of her coaching. Kelly's not just giving clients a prescriptive plan, you know, kind of a one size fits all. She teaches mindset to her clients. And that's my biggest buy-in in anything, because one of the things she says in the interview, as you'll notice, is that she really, she can't be that thing on your shoulder for the rest of your life. She really wants people to be able to take ownership of their own eating habits and what to do moving forward. And I think that as a coach is the most important thing that we can teach a client. How can they self-coach down the road, right? So yeah, and then she is going to share some pretty incredible client wins. And I mean, I, I almost got emotional listening to the wins because you can just tell that the coaching they've gone through has completely changed their life. It has just given them their life back. It's pretty profound. So I really hope you enjoy the show. And of course, I'll leave all of Kelly's info in the show notes in case you do want to get a hold of her. Okay. And also pass it on to a friend who you think 
might want to listen to this episode. Okay. All right. Enjoy the listen. All right, everybody. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I have a very special guest on the show today. Her name is Kelly Largi, and she is in my Facebook running group and has been a member for how long, Kelly? A year, a year and a half now? I think about a year and a half. Yeah. And not only is she a, an active member, she's also a active contributor. So she comes on once a week and contributes with nutrition advice for runners. And so I'm super excited to share her with everybody here on the podcast. Welcome, Kelly. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me. So yeah, my name is Kelly Largay. I own a company called Ace Nutrition. It is actually named after my dog, but I think it flows pretty well because it's kind of like, you know, Ace Your Nutrition. And, you know, within my coaching company, I work with clients in a one-on-one capacity and also in small group settings. And I teach women how to regain their strength, health, energy, and power through personal nutrition coaching. And I say women, I work with men too, but the majority of people who are reaching out to me are females. A lot of them are athletes and runners, not all of them, but yeah. So that's basically what I do in a nutshell. Nice. Nice. And one of the reasons that you joined my group is that you're a runner. So tell us a little bit about your running career and, or your running journey, how that started and when, and and what some of your biggest accomplishments are maybe. Yeah. So I've been running for, oh my gosh, I think like 12 years now, nice. which um, it makes me feel really old, but I started running because I wanted to lose weight. I've, I was always heavy growing up. And when my husband and I got engaged, I guess it was like 13 years ago, I said, oh my gosh, I need to look good on my wedding day. So I want to lose weight. So I started running And it's funny, I still like vividly remember the first time I ran a mile without stopping. Like I came home and I was like, Ryan, I did it. I ran a full mile. And I mean, at this point, like I never expected to fall in love with running. I just kind of did it as a way to transform my body. But of course I kind of got bit by the bug and I've been doing it consistently now for about 13 years. I have, let's see, I started off my racing career, probably like two or three years after I started running, I've run a handful of 10 Ks. I've run about nine, I think nine or 10 half marathons. And I have done one full marathon, which I would say the full marathon was my biggest accomplishment because I consider myself a long distance runner, but not quite that long, but I was like, okay, I have to do this once in my life just to say that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I haven't, honestly, I haven't raced since before COVID. I've kind of just been this past, you know, year and a half or so just running for fun. I do a lot of trails in the summer with my dogs and it's been kind of nice just to like loosen up a little bit and just kind of run for the fun of it not try to be super fast or train for any races or anything like that. That's so good to hear because what I noticed with a lot of people when all the races got got canceled was that they were all feeling that what's the point of running? So I like how you're saying that there's absolutely still a point, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, training for a race only be for, you know, enjoyment also. Right. And for those of you who don't know Kelly, Kelly's a hardcore runner. (laughs) She's a tough runner. I always enjoy seeing her running posts and you're fast. And I think one of the things that really have, you know, made me 
be so drawn to you is that, I mean, you're also very, very fit. You're in addition to being a nutrition coach. I don't know if you're also a fitness coach, if that's your husband only, but you're always in the gym, right? You're always working out. Yeah. Like not always though. I think people think that I am. Yeah. I don't know. I don't consider myself a hardcore runner. I only run twice a week. But I lift in addition to that three days a week. And my husband and I own a gym. My husband does all of the personal training. He's a strength coach. So I know it seems like I work out all the time. I work out five days a week for, you know, anywhere from like 60 to 90 minutes. And I just enjoy it. It's something that, you know, I've learned to love. It just makes me feel good. And that's why I do it. I did have a misconception. I definitely thought you worked out more than that. So that's good to know because, I mean, you're seriously fit. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because, you know, people think that I'm just like, go, go, go all the time. And I'm like, no, I mean, I sit at a desk for, you know, sometimes eight to 12 hours a day. I'm actually considered sedentary outside of my workouts. So, but yeah, so I'm not maybe as hardcore as you think I am, but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you've got some great times. And and that, I guess, for me has taught me also the importance of strength workout as a runner, right? Because, you know, we don't become better runners by only running. Right. Misconception, right. So, all right. So listen here, I want to share with, you started a little bit, but I want to share with the listeners, because I think often as coaches, you know, we become coaches because we have gone through a transformation ourselves that we now want to share with other people and help them experience a similar transformation. So why don't you share with the listeners a little more about your transformation into nutrition coaching? Yeah. So I have been, before I got into nutrition, I was a chronic dieter. I've been overweight almost my entire life up until about. And you know that looking at Kelly, I know this is not a visual, but I do have some before photos on my Instagram page that, you know, people are always like, oh, I thought you've just always been fit. And I'm like, no, you know, in high school and college, I was on the heavier side. And I was always the person who, you know, I would try to lose weight by restricting food and like running excessively. And, you know, that kind of works until it doesn't. It continued to backfire on me. I did all the fad diets in high school, I would lose weight, gain it back, lose weight, gain it back. I really just struggled mostly throughout high school and college to find a sustainable approach to being fit and being healthy. And, you know, I've always been active, but it was the nutrition piece for me. That was always the hardest thing to figure out. It's like, you know, I can do this diet for two months and see great results, but then it always ends in going back to my old habits and gaining the weight back. And that was really frustrating for me. So I kind of started to dabble in, you know, reverse dieting, which, you know, basically the, the opposite of a diet, you eat more rather than eat less. And the purpose of it is to restore your metabolism, restore your hormones after a period of yo-yo dieting or under eating. And I coached myself through like a three year long reverse diet. I had gotten to the point, you know, at one point, I was restricting food so much, you know, I got so thin. I was, you know, probably, I want to say like 12 pounds lighter than I am now, which for me was just way too thin. It was way too skinny. You know, I lost my monthly cycle. I was just hungry all the time, low energy. Sounds maybe anorexic almost. Mm -hmm. It sounds anorexic, maybe almost. 
No, not quite, but it was, it was a little bit too thin. I mean, I was maybe on the brink possibly, but you know, I just kept saying like, there's gotta be an easier way to do this. This just does not feel good. So I finally, as scary as it was, I said, you know what, I know I need to eat more food, so I'm going to do this. And as you were dabbling, can I just interject, were you working out also or some kind of exercise? Yeah. Yeah. I've always been very active. Even when I was very heavy, I was very active. I just wasn't eating right. Right. So when I was also very thin, I was also very active and I started to become really passionate about nutrition because I started to realize as I was fueling my body better and eating more food, I'm like, oh my God, life is so much better when you are fueled. Like I actually feel good. I don't need naps every day. I, you know, my hormones are healthy now. Like it was a huge, it was a life-changing thing for me to start eating enough calories. And that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to become a nutrition coach. And I always meant for it to be like a part-time gig, just something I did on the side of a full-time job, but it kind of blew up into a full-time thing. So this is what I do now full-time. Right. Yeah. I think there are so many of us women who, you know, I don't know if we've taking it quite to the extreme that you experienced, but are definitely very dissatisfied. I mean, it definitely touches a chord with me. I can see myself, earlier mm-hmm. versions of myself, at least in you, right? Similar things. And I can yeah. just imagine how many women and especially women runners who mm-hmm. can relate to that, right? Yeah. Nice. So how long have you been coaching for, Kelly? I've been coaching now for about six or seven years. And it was, I was doing it part-time for the first few years and I've been doing it full-time now for almost three years. Nice. So when clients come to you, when they find you, what do you see as their, what do they express as their biggest problems? Just that they can lose weight or they can't mean, I mean, or what is it? Yeah. I would say the top two are they're under eating. Now are they seeing it as under eating themselves? Not always. Right. Okay. Because I would never say I'm under eating. (laughs) I would say probably eight out of 10 people are under eating and more than half of them don't even realize it. Right. So that is probably the biggest problem that I see. And, you know, they come complaining of, you know, inability to lose weight, poor performance, poor energy, Mm. anxiety around food. They don't know what they should be eating. And then the second biggest issue is women and men too, who have just been yo-yo dieting for, in some cases, decades, they've just been, you know, gaining and losing the same 20 pounds over and over again. Gain, so yo-yo dieting. So. Mm-hmm. so for the listener out there who might see themselves in one of these, have you either been yo-yo dieting, so losing and gaining weights over and over again, or Are you experiencing that you can't lose your weight or poor performance probably throughout the entire day, not just necessarily workout activities, but maybe even just making it through the day without needing pick-me-ups all the time, I'm guessing, right? Or anxiety around food. Those are kind of like key indicators that you're potentially either under eating or what was the other one you said? They've been just chronic yo-yo dieters. Chronic yo-yo. Okay. Got it. So... All right. Just wanted to point it out so that the listeners could see if if that's something they're experiencing themselves. Yeah. So what I have found so interesting now that I've gone more into coaching also myself is that as you start looking at 
various programs, a lot of these programs that coaches will take you down is sort of very prescriptive. Do these Mm -hmm. things, get these results, almost like it's a mathematical formula, but it almost seems like that's not the case with human beings, right? Because we're not science project like that. And so somehow we typically fall off. So what's your thought on those and how do you approach that differently? Because I know mindset is a component of your, of your programs, right? Yeah, it is. And And it's so fabulous. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge piece. Like when I started studying nutrition, I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach people what to eat and when to eat. And then as I got into it, I'm like, oh, the mindset piece is it's half of, of the issue, you know, with a lot of people and these prescriptive programs, you know, where you sign up for something and you get a meal plan or, you know, you, maybe you do what worked for your best friend, you know, everybody is so different. And what these prescriptive programs aren't covering is, is mindset, which is, this is why I love what you do, because it's such a huge piece of being successful and seeing results. And it is, it's something that I cover in all of my coaching programs, because, you know, I'll be honest with you, by the time people get to me, like they've tried a lot of different things and they come to me almost in this state of mind. That's like, this probably isn't going to work, but I'm going to try it, you know, effort or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, they're investing their, their money and their time into me, but they're still not a hundred percent like believing in themselves. So part of the work that I do is like, Hey, you know, we're going to go into this and you're going to actually believe that you can do this. Mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, my programs aren't just, it's not a meal plan. It's not just like, I mean, we are not robots. Humans are, we're very complex creatures physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's so important to cover the mindset piece. And a huge part of that too is, is body image. And that's important for, for us to tackle as well. Right. Yes. I can so relate to that. Is there one piece of advice you can give to the listener, maybe just a little bit on the mindset component? No. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I see a lot of people do is they play it safe and almost like a form of self-sabotage. So they'll come into my coaching program, or even if it's starting any program, any like running program or a diet or, you know, your runner's mind program, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm they maybe put in like 60 to 70%. Sure. And it's Not almost like, a form of, yeah, it's almost like a form of, of self-sabotage. And, and what's happening in that moment is they're saying to themselves, well, you know, if I fail, I can just say, oh, I, I wasn't trying my hardest. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think a lot of people find it really scary to put a hundred percent effort into something. If there's no, there's no guarantee that you're actually going to succeed. Right. That's so, so true. And I think we see that so much in the coaching industry mm-hmm. and as coaches ourselves getting to the point that we actually realize that the failure part is the feedback we need in order to re pivot our approach or, re, or change our approach a little bit and, and make that very valuable rather than what we're conditioned to do as a, well, failure out. <laughs> exactly. Approach. Right. Yeah. I love that you say that. One thing I tell my clients all the time is failure is feedback. Like, I mean, I fail all the time, whether it be a lift in the gym or I bomb a meal, whatever it may be. 
but it's never really failure if you're using it as a learning experience. And there's a quote, I don't know who said it. I think it's like, I I don't know who said it, but you know, the most successful people are the ones who fail the, the most. They're just using their failures as feedback and improving every single time it happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. And getting comfortable with that, that definitely does take, that takes a mind word, right. And, and exposing ourselves to that for sure. I'm glad that, that that's a key component also in your program. So tell me again, your program is how long, or do you have various programs about the programs that you have? Yeah. So I have a couple of different programs. My group coaching program is called foundations for fat loss. Uh And that is a 12 week program. There is a mindset component in that. It's actually in the very first week of the program because I Which feel like total it's, sense. it's so important to like, just, yeah. okay, get in the right frame yeah. of mind. And, yeah. you know, you're certainly not going to see huge improvements in your mindset in the first week, but we work on mindset work throughout the entire 12 weeks. Right. So that program, it is a group coaching program that's 12 weeks long. And then at the end of the 12 weeks, some people decide to come into my one-on-one coaching program which that program is, I typically require a six month commitment just because a lot of times we have to undo habits before we start implementing new ones. And I need to make sure that I have enough time to help people do that. So it is typically a six month minimum commitment. And I have clients who, you know, they're with me for six months and they do great and they've developed habits and they can go on their way. And I also have some clients who have been with me for like up to four years and they're just either still working on things Mm -hmm. or they just, you know, want someone to hold them accountable and, and help them out. Yeah. So Tell the listener just kind of briefly about the structure of your programs. You mentioned group and one-on-one. So if in a group, for instance, do they get a group coaching session, for instance, on a weekly basis? Or what does it look like, that component? Yeah. So the Foundations for Fat Loss 12-week program, Mm -hmm. it's a private Facebook community. And within that program, there are six coaching calls. Mm -hmm. And after each coaching call, people get action items to work on. So the reason I call it foundations for fat loss is because people jump into dieting phases and fat loss phases without setting any type of foundation. You know, they're already unhealthy. Like it was me when I was trying to do fad diet after fad diet after fad diet when I was in high school. And, you know, if your body's not primed and ready for fat loss, it's not going to happen. So that's part of the reason I named it foundations for fat loss, because the whole point of the 12 weeks is to set a really good solid foundation for you know, for fat loss, but also for health. I mean, I do have people go through the program who have goals of increasing performance or, you know, just getting healthy in general. So there's the six coaching calls. They get action items to work on after each coaching call. So basically we're habit stacking. We're just building on habits throughout the 12 weeks so that at the end of the 12 weeks, they have a really good system down of habits that they've been working on. There are weekly Q and A's. I'm always posting recipes. People are always looking for recipes. So I post a lot of recipes in the group, accountability checks. And then once a month we do a zoom, I call it like a coaching collaborative. So, you know, anyone who wants to join, we just get on a zoom call and it's really laid back and we just chat things through. It's just a nice way to like, you know, see faces and connect with people. Yeah. And what I've found in my 
coaching also is that group coaching is so powerful because you get Mm -hmm. to not only have your journey with the coach, but you get to see it amongst other people also and, and both see obviously their journey, but share, you know, it's, it's so powerful once you start experiencing your own journey through other people's eyes or in other people's journeys also, I think, right. That's when things really start shifting. So definitely I have had, you know, people who go through the program tell me that the thing they like the most is being surrounded by people who are going through the same thing. Cause I think it's comforting. Like oftentimes we, we struggle with these, you know, body image issues or whatever it may be. And we think that nobody else struggles with that stuff. Yeah. You know, in a group setting, it's like, oh, you know, a lot of people have the same struggle that I have. And it's kind of, it's cool to see people be able to connect and help each other out. And it is empowering to see that. Yeah. And being surrounded by the same or yeah, same type of people who are going through the same experience as you are at that moment, right? That just kind of empowers the whole experience. Very cool. I thought I had one more question, but let's jump into to the next one. So now that people have gone through your program, what are some of the wins that they express? I mean, I'm assuming it's it's more than just the number on the scale, probably, right? It's probably, I could just see how it would shift, not just a mindset, but just, yeah, a whole experience, you know, how you view life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So one thing that I preach all the time. And like, if any of my clients are listening to this, they're probably rolling their eyes, but we have to look for signs of progress other than the scale. I mean, it's okay to weigh yourself and it's okay to want to lose weight, but anytime we hyper-focus on that number, if we see it stay stagnant or even maybe go in the wrong direction, because you know, your body weight's going to fluctuate. That's what causes a lot of people to give up. Yeah. So I really preach that we need to be seeing progress in all signs. So whether it be, you know, we're, we're feeling better fueled for our runs or we're recovering better in between runs. Or I had a client tell me the other day that she's able to enjoy cooking dinner with her family. She used to cook dinner for her family and not eat any herself because she didn't think she deserved it. So now she's like, I can cook dinner for my family and actually like eat with them. That is life changing. Life-changing. So, I mean, it's stuff like that, but we don't see this stuff sometimes as progress unless someone's pointing it out to us. You know, I have- Oh, and I like that so much that you take it beyond that. That's such a holistic- Yeah, and you know, in my opinion, so like that woman who can now eat dinner with her family, like that is so life-changing. Even if the scale isn't moving, like that's still a huge, huge thing. I mean, you're- She also said, you know, I have more patience with my kids now. I'm performing better at work. I had a woman tell me the other day, she no longer needs a nap at 3 p.m. She's like, I just fly right through my day. So we're looking at areas of progress, like things like that. You know, it could also be so much more than a number on a scale because literally who cares? (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) I mean, and people do care and I get that, but you know, we oftentimes see areas of you know, signs of progress in other areas before the scale even changes. And if you're not seeing those signs of progress in your mind, you're thinking, well, the scale's not moving on. I'm failing. This is another thing that's not working for me. So I'm just going to go back to total restriction, or I'm just going to go back to keto or, you know, whatever had worked for them in the past approach or 
Yeah. And people, you know, we think that these approaches are working for us when in reality, you know, if you're losing 20 pounds and then gaining it back, is it really working? Right. Yeah. No. And I've all, I mean, I, I'm not a nutritionist or anything, but I remember hearing that the more you yo-yo diet, the more you actually end up adding in between every weight loss because it messes up, you know, your hormones and cells and whatnot so badly. Right. That is so cool. Participating in your program like that is so life altering for people because of their own self-worth, mm-hmm. their compassion for themselves. Right. I mean, that goes beyond, you know, here's a meal plan <laughs> right. do that and fit in a size six or eight mm-hmm. or whatever their ideal exactly. is. Right. I mean, and that's what a lot of people want. They say, I just, I just want you to tell me what to eat. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a little angel on your shoulder for the rest of your life. Like, I want to teach you how to make these choices for yourself. So good. And I'm so glad you're touching on that. Yeah, because that's pretty empowering. You know, when I I speak with a lot of women who have like almost like anxiety going out to eat or going to social events because they don't know what they can and can't eat. And I'm putting that in air quotes because, you know, certain diets do give you a list of like good and bad foods. But, you know, when, when someone says to you, when one of my clients says to me, oh my gosh, well, I had a family get together and I was so confident in choosing the foods that I knew were going to leave me feeling good. That's something to me that is, that is a huge, huge win and the sign of progress. So those are the kind of changes. I mean, I love seeing people lose weight if, if that's one of their goals, but I get even more excited about like you know, the changes in energy and confidence around food and confidence in themselves and things like that. Yeah, no, that's so way cool. I forgot to ask when you mentioned your coaching programs, do people then typically, for instance, even in the group one, do they come in and say, these are my goals? I mean, is there like a goal setting aspect of it also, just so they have something they can track or measure, I guess? Yeah. So I'm always asking them what their goals are mm-hmm. when I, I have them fill out an intake form when they come into my program. And then in the first week of the program, we actually talk about goal setting and setting behavior goals rather than outcome goals. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, an outcome goal would be, I want to wear a size six jeans, or I want to lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Those are great goals, but we don't really have direct control over what the scale does or, you know, how your body changes, you know, who knows if you're ever going to fit into a size six, but if we're setting behavior goals, like I'm going to drink 90 ounces of water a day, I'm going to get three runs in every single week. Mm -hmm. These are things that you have direct control over. It's not, I I mean, we so often try to like control the number on the scale and then feel like a failure when we don't control it. But in reality, we can't, I mean, we can practice the habits that we think will make it go down or go up, I guess, whatever your goal is. Some people have a muscle. Well, because to get to the outcome, like you're talking about the behaviors you're mentioning are the ones that will get us eventually to that outcome. Right. So it's a lot more interesting focusing on the behavior that we can do in the here and now, rather than being impatient to achieving the outcome. Right. And feeling that, well, it's not coming fast enough. <laughs> no. fit yeah. In this size six gene or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I like that though, that you make it so explicit for your clients also that makes it very tangible for them yeah. and, you know, something they feel they can directly impact, like you said. So that's yeah. good. I mean, it's great to have the outcome goal. Like maybe you want to lose 20 pounds, but 
what are we going to do today to help you get there? Right. And tomorrow and the next day right. and the next day. Yeah. 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 Because it's really just all little steps to get to a greater goal. Right. Exactly. So, so good. All right. So let's see you. Oh, this was so good, Kelly. I think I got all my questions answered. Do you have anything else that you can share with the listener you feel would be helpful that we haven't covered yet? Just to know, I guess, you know, I see, like I said, so many people come to me who have been struggling with fad dieting, yo-yo dieting, you know, food anxiety and things like that. And I think it's almost become like the norm in our society Mm. to be doing these diets and to be, you know, feeling low energy and to feel like we need to restrict and to feel like we're not performing very well, but it's actually not normal. So, you know, if you're feeling like you have a lack of energy or, you know, maybe you've been yo-yo dieting for decades It doesn't mean necessarily we hear a lot of talk about like metabolism and, oh, my metabolism is broken because I've been dieting for so long. A broken metabolism really isn't a thing. And you can always undo the adaptations. So your metabolism can adapt to what you're doing, but just like it can adapt down if you've been restricting calories for years and years and years, it can also adapt up. And I think a lot of women are nervous to eat more food, women and men, but I would I think women in particular are nervous to eat more food. Yeah. But you know, if you're open-minded about it, it can really be a life-changing thing. I've lived it myself and I've lived it through many, many of my clients as well. Right. Right. That is so good. A broken metabolism is not a thing. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. That's a good place to end here. I think. Awesome. So Kelly, if people want to get a hold of you, how are they going to find you? I am on Instagram. It's just at Kelly Largue. And spell it for us, please. So we make sure that it's K-E-L-L-I-E-L-A-R-G-A-Y. Okay. And I'm also on Facebook, Kelly Largue. I do have a free Facebook community similar to your running group. Yeah. It's called Ace Nutrition Community. So if, if you search that on Facebook, you can request to join and I go in there every Friday morning. I do a live video, some type of like educational topic about nutrition, health, fitness. And I also post some informational stuff throughout the week as well. So good. And if you are in the train for a half marathon community on Facebook, Kelly's on there, as you might have seen every Friday morning also with some awesome tips for everybody. And we even have it organized in the unit section where you have a unit dedicated to to health and nutrition there. So it should be easy to kind of go in and pinpoint specific topics to. I try to always hashtag nutrition Friday. So if you search right. nutrition Friday, nutrition group, Friday. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Kelly. Thank you so much. And for the listeners, I'll make sure to leave Kelly's info in the show notes so that you can find her easily. If you want to connect with her. Thank you, Kelly so much for coming on and sharing your groups with us. And thank you for having me. This is great. All right. All right, runner friends. I'm excited to announce that the September to December round of my runner's mind will open for enrollment in the next few weeks. This is for you. If you're drawn to add mindset and spiritual coaching into your running routine, in my runner's mind, we have community and accountability every single day. We have weekly group coaching, personal check-ins from me, personal coaching calls with me. It's an incredible and supportive community for the runner who's ready 
for some change in her running routine and is looking for more than simply adding more weekly miles or adding another strength routine. You can find more info on Instagram at Stine underscore Trujan, which is S-T-I-N-E underscore T-U-R-G-E-O-N, or send me a DM. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.